0: Aloha, everyone. Welcome to another dose, another live episode of A Dose of Positivity. And I wel- want to welcome all you stewards of the land, humanitarians and solutionists, and and uh, remind you all what a privilege it is for all of us to be here to listen to these incredible changemakers, thought leaders, social and environmental innov- innovators and wellness professionals uh, that give their time and energy to bring their brilliance and wisdom to all of us. And I want to say much gratitude to all of our past guests and to you, um, our show guest today, Karina Balazze. Excuse me if I say your name wrong, but it's a beautiful name. So I want to make it get it right. And I want to remind everybody um, is the topic of our show today is great nutrition without compromising your morals Or planet earth what a great topic and for those of you tuning in for the first time um we'll put into the chat and also in the youtube and the podcast station uh podcast channel all of the links so you can get a hold of karina and ourselves um we do have all these recordings in our youtube channel and our podcast station and also a reminder for a daily dose of positivity for all of you to join Our Facebook group and this is a place where you are encouraged to share your positivity and your brilliance and to absorb those that of others so please join us we're up to almost 400 people in a very short time and everybody in there is about being the change they wish to see in the world making a difference with their lives so we are grateful for you to become a new member if you're not already and if you wish, wish to receive uh, emails from us with upcoming guests and uh, beautiful things happening in the world, please be uh, put your uh, email in the chat and we'll make sure you don't miss a single notice from us. A reminder, this is a live broadcast and we welcome conversation in the chat and um, we try to get to everyone Uh, watch that door honey every single person who is uh, on here who has a question and today there probably will be several questions so I really want to make sure uh, we get to all of them so without further ado before I start interviewing uh, Karina and her intro as people are coming into the live call as usual I am going to read you something very special from uh, one of my books uh, it called living like the future matters the evolution of a soil-to-soul entrepreneur and I chose this one for very very specific reason um, because Karina is a soil-to-soul entrepreneur she's a social environmental activist like myself and her principles whether she's written them or not probably we, 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 we just are uh, I could be her mother right but she is uh, just uh, She's just doing incredibly great work in the world. So I'm going to go ahead and read these principles. I want you all to sit back with your beverage, with make sure that's closed. Yeah, there you go. And um, uh, right now I, I am drinking some uh, warm cherry juice, and we'll talk about that another time. But without further ado, the Soul to Soul Principles, which is in um, this book and also on our website until we'll put that link in the chat. The Soul-to-Soul Principles. I cultivated these guiding principles throughout my life. They inspired me to live like the future matters and have provided the foundation for this book, my career, and my life. Together, they form a general blueprint of values that can help regenerate people and the planet itself. Principle 1. Be part of the solutions, S O U L. With reverence, cultivate a life that prioritizes restoring the earth and caring for oneself and others. Support endeavors that are focused on regenerative solutions. Be a mindful, active citizen, a soulful light in the world. Give more, take less because what we appreciate, appreciates. Principle two, health is your greatest wealth. A healthy body fosters a healthy mind, which lays the groundwork for a more vibrant world, nourishing everything from the soil to your soul. Then we can respect, replenish, rejuvenate. Principle three, live in harmony with nature, the earth is our home. Honor and integrate the wisdom of the systems and cycles of nature into your life. Nature-based solutions hold the key to humanity's most challenging problems. A restored connection to the earth is essential for our survival. Principle number four, mentors are essential. At any age, have mentors and mentor others. The benefits of receiving what we receive from intergenerational support are priceless. Knowledge fertilizes the mind to think and create. Wisdom comes when we apply what we have learned. Be a mindful lifetime learner. Principle five, the past. History is no mystery. Only reference that past to improve the future connect with the roots. Then compost what does not serve you and nurture what does. Forgiveness is what allows us to live in the present and to look forward to the future, the present. Principle six, a gift, receive it in the, this is principle seven, sorry. A gift, receive it in the now. Invest your time and energy into a purposeful passion. Cultivate love and compassion with gratitude. Gratitude changes our attitude. Time is our most valuable currency. Spend it wisely. Principle eight, the future. Living like the future matters. In shifting our focus from the good of mankind to that of the good of life kind. Then we create an evolving paradigm and improve the quality of life for all beings. Resilient, we can adapt to the unknown. And finally, connection is sacred. Support and take part in creating a vibrant community and a local economy Cultivate unity and reverence for all life in your community. United, we bring value, balance, and diversity back to our world. Our sacred yet vulnerable web of life connects us all and we depend on it. Together, we can strive to live like the future matters. I wanna thank you all for taking the time to sit back and absorb the soul to soul principles again you can find them on the website or in my books and without further ado i am so honored to uh invite karina balazi to the stage and interview that like you've never heard from this she's an incredible human and um i had the great privilege of her interviewing me on her show last week and the link will be in the chat She's an incredible interviewer, and for me to have the opportunity to interview you, honey, is amazing. And Karina happens to be an MBA um, in natural in the natural products industry. She's an, an executive and omega-3 expert. She's pioneered the growth of Nordic Naturals, which most of you have seen. It's still in the grocery stores. She did this from less than $1 million to over 100 million in annual sales. So, not only is she brilliant in omegas and in algae, she is an incredible businesswoman. Given her concern for the future health of people and the planet, she shifted her focus from fish sourced omegas to algae in 2016. She is an activist at heart. And she recently launched her podcast, as I explained, I am honored to be a guest, Care More, Be Better in 2021, to cover social and ecological issues that affect us all. Today, she leads a company called or low nutrition, which she's going to talk about. You'll be so curious to know. It's a new brand that features the world's first carbon negative omega threes. She also hosts a new podcast called Nutrition Without Compromise, and it's fantastic. I've listened to several of your episodes, Karina, and they're really fantastic. To support the the efforts, where this is where she is more specific, covers health topics without compromising your ethics or the health of our home and Planet, much like we do here on A Dose of Positivity. Karina is a graduate, graduated with honors, with a major in anthropology from i U uh, S. I'm sorry, U C S C, and she is an ethnographic research anthropologist, archaeologist, and the origin of man, and really life kind, origin of man, right origins of man. Um, behavior, etc. The old-school talk, we can't think man, right? It's all of us. Um, She has done several incredible businesses and things in her life and she earned her MBA from Santa Clara University in just 2001, so she is fresh out of the academic world with lots of information to lead us with a triple focus in her uh, entrepreneurship, leadership, and marketing in addition to knowing about people and the planet so she is a a woman um, like Nina our last guest from who is the co-founder of the Bioneers who we interviewed last year a woman that Nina has uh, kind of speaks about she's also the mom of two young boys and she like me loves the four-legged friends chocolate and coffee welcome Karina (laughs) oh my god we could go on and on um i'm so you have happy me blushing
1: that's quite the intro Donna.
0: <laughs> yeah but you know what you you are quite the intro and um thank you so much for being with us today i know how busy you are
1: and oh, Karina, it's my I, pleasure
0: you're really good um and we're going to be talking about great nutrition without compromising your morals or the planet earth today and, and before we get into some hardcore questions that you and i have talked about i'd like you to really talk about the the incident in your life that got you interested really in, in this holistic health and holistic business, being a solutionist really, combining the two and, and and building a career around it. Can you can you open up with that? Tell us tell us more about you.
1: Well gosh, I mean, I feel like I was born into this world of natural products. I mean, I was born at home on a hippie commune in ashland oregon and the dawn hours on a uh, day in september right so i i just felt like i was birthed into this world of people caring about their food sources people caring about the natural world and ultimately even as i went through my early studies and was fascinated with human origins i Acknowledged that digging in the dirt into our past wasn't necessarily going to solve real problems that we face today And so I Had started out just working in the natural channel I fell in love with actually working in the world of supplements of trying to create solutions that could really support people's health and Help them live their best life without having to turn to pharmaceuticals in an, an unnecessary way and so I just kind of dedicated myself to that world and the more i learned the more i realized that this kind of inquisitive nature that i had would pay off for humanity in a better way than just trying to make connections about things that from our prehistory would at least in in its meaning of of how i could help people in today's world versus you know perhaps scratching an itch of curiosity about A world that has long since expired i do feel like i get the opportunity now though to take that kind of ethnographic and historical approach to the work i do because i mean heck as i'm now in this world of algae i'm essentially working to harness the power of the first giver of life the first plants of life these single cell organisms that could just be one of the keys that helps to preserve our planet and reverse global warming while nourishing us all. So it's it's really been a fantastic journey. I feel like there's always more to know. And the more I learn, the more my curiosity is kind of brought to the front. And so by staying curious and continuing to learn, I feel like I'm inspired continually. And hopefully along the way, I can inspire others too. I think you're, you are, there's no hope in you doing it, honey.
0: Um, I want to assure you that including me. Um, I have a question though that comes aside from that when I think about a, your... Because um, a lot of times we do talk about our roots, right? That, mm-hmm. that history is no mystery. Like, can you just
1: share a little bit, like, how, what are your parents as proud of you as I am of you? <laughs> well, my parents are quite proud of me. Um, my father and my mother, they didn't work out together. Um, I, I joke that the only thing they ever really agreed on was my name. I was named after a song by Taj Mahal, and if you go to the lyrics, it's something um, of the nature of, got a bird, Karina, honey, I loved you, honey for I knew, honey for I called your name, right? Mm-hmm. So a very beautiful sentiment, and so at least my parents agreed on that. Um, but ultimately, I feel like I am an extension of both of them. I have the analytical side of the of my father, the artist in him in a way, he's a landscape architect and he's always gone to the natural world and so even my first job um, when I was in my early teens was working for his office and cataloging nurseries and discovering what plants would grow well in the environment here learning that he focused on endemic plants in his designs because they would just thrive as opposed to be things that struggled to survive or needed a lot more water or or, or right? Yes. so I had that from my dad. And then my mother, she is just one of the kindest people I know. She always assumes the best of people. Um, perhaps more than I do, but um, comes from love first every step of her life. And I just have such intense appreciation for the fact that even though they didn't work together, they always worked to put us first. And I know that's not always the case between parents that don't work.
0: Yeah, you know, I just, I'm so grateful that you shared that because I think a lot of people today are really struggling with health issues around the fact that they have this past trauma and not having the support that they need. And so they could use a little extra algae, right? <laughs> Supplement. Yeah, maybe a little extra love. Everybody needs love, right? Right, right. It's like, really, it is really true. It doesn't matter. You can be doing everything 100% right. But when you have that emotional trauma or stress, and that's um, Radhavir, when you listen to her interview, she talks a lot about that. It was just fascinating. But. Um, you know, I, I would like to ask you right now, in, in, in a roll off of the same tongue, what I'm getting to is to, to explain to people, because um, all of our listeners out there, and if you guys have any health concerns, I want you to put them in the chat, but why it's so important more so today than ever uh, for us to take personal responsibility for our health.
1: Well, if you don't, who will? I mean, I think that's the, the straight answer. If you don't take care of yourself first, then you can't be a good steward for the people around you. It's the center of self-care. If you're not supporting your own health the best way possible, then then you're going to struggle. And if you have these visions uh, or the mind to try and solve really big problems like our climate crisis or social injustices or even just the hard work of running a community, then you need to be at your best. And so I really just think that core nutrition, getting to the basics, that's important. Trying to remove things like processed foods from your diet limiting things that you know to be bad for you, even if it's something that you might want. Um, Those are all things that that we can approach and get better at with time. And a lot of times the cravings you get, the uncontrollable cravings, are related to things that you're deficient in. And so this is where I've always found success in working with people, just with some few core simple supplements, like an omega-3, like a greens, like a good quality food-based multivitamin. And then suddenly, people see cravings for things that are unhealthy start to dissipate because they're feeding, they're nourishing their bodies, and then their nourished body works better and stops craving some of the things that maybe make it less healthy. Beautiful. I love
0: love that. What are we adding in? Not depriving ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when we when we get those things that we need, that our bodies are craving. And we're, we're just adding in what is not been nourished in the past. Like those old relationships, same thing, add in new Mm -hmm. friendships, add a new positivity, like go to care more, be better podcast, or (laughs) or as new podcasts, continuing in here, we're adding in positivity, we're adding in the proper supplements and nutrients into our body. We're the proper foods, um, like Alan put up his t-shirt humor The just fun adding more love because the prices of food are only going up the price of fuels only going up and so the price of our mental health is so important right now Mm -hmm. and for us to really understand and and we're going to get into this right now it's like how can we afford to be healthy right how can we afford to eat well and i think the product that you're launching and this is not an infomercial you guys this is for you to ask questions and for us to really get to the heart of this is like what are we going to be eating so we're adding in so we have cognitive skills that we need so that we can live to be uh old age with uh grace and age with grace so um karina i'd love to just jump in right now and let's talk some blue green algae and mm-hmm. and how you came upon this um as as a soul we not just a solution not just a band-aid but a real solution And go into detail about everything from the soil to the source, including everything from, like, you know, everything that we eat. When we think about the average food that gets to our table comes 1,500 to 2,500 miles, right? (laughs) We're in there. So, um, and also I want to talk about why you made the switch. Because from you were really in the omega-3s with the fish oil. Mm -hmm. And then you flipped into the algae world. And so let's talk about this and um, in depth now, honey, just give us
1: what you got. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, something that most people don't understand is that algae get the omega-3s, EPA and DHA from the fish they consume. Um, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. (laughs) Um, The fish get the EPA Mm -hmm. and DHA from the algae they consume, right? and so ultimately that's how you get to icosapentaenoic acid and docosahexanoic acid our bodies are capable of synthesizing those two fatty acids but we aren't very good at it it's um, a loss proposition so to speak because you have something like 16 steps to go through and enzymes that can be less active than you might want them to be there are nutrients that you have to have in good supply in your diet in order for them to be active and so ultimately this was why i became passionate about this whole space of fish oils in the first place the whole space of omega-3s because they offered this direct source of epa and dha which your body needed to thrive and what all of the research shows is just incredible if you get enough of these core fatty acids that your body systems can essentially reboot that you can return to homeostasis or balance I mean it's an important thing for our bodies to be able to go back to balance and so that was something that really sparked my curiosity and honestly my joy because I could see real changes in people if they just had been really deficient in omegas and they started taking them I mean suddenly more spring in their step more energy having clearer skin dropping weight that had been difficult to lose before I mean all sorts of benefits that they could feel And their change over time and really just having that core benefit come from the omega-3s epa and dha in such an obvious way now research proves this but the the reality for me with time was that you know i was looking at the health of our oceans and this first came to me i'm a scuba diver i've been diving for well basically since i was in my early 20s I dive in the Monterey Bay and in Hawaii or on Hawaii, on the Hawaiian islands when I travel there. I have dove off the coast of Florida and into the Bahamas. So it's just something I love to do as part of my outdoor adventures because I love aquatic life. And what I was starting to notice from trip to trip was just declining levels of sea life, um, pretty much everywhere. And so I had arranged for a field trip while I was at Nordic Naturals to go visit Ambari, which is the Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute. I'd been reading some of the research for a long time, right?
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: um, they shared with us, frankly, and this is researchers presenting to you, they have no agenda. They're a not-for-profit, right? They're funded by the Lucille Packard Foundation and they're just reporting on the state of the world. And they say, well, you know, the problem right now is our ocean acidity levels are rising. They're rising because the ocean is the largest carbon sink that we have. And because the atmospheric carbon has increased so much, um, the ocean is just absorbing more. And as the ocean absorbs more, its acidity levels rise. And then here's the problems that come from that. Um, Mollusks, like small little species of mollusks in the ocean, And more acidic water, I mean, picture vinegar. If you put an egg in a glass of vinegar, its shell will deteriorate, right? The calcium essentially dissipates. So they're even finding that these larval stage um, mollusks are not able to build the same strength of shell as they once were. And so they're seeing even die-offs of species within our oceanic waters that we cannot even really get to the bottom of at this point. So that's a real problem. And there's this other reality that um, acidic waters are generally getting warmer, whether or not the atmosphere is warming. And so you have all of our oceans across the globe just going up in their degrees and getting to the point where, as they put it frankly, our oceans may not be life-supporting in our lifetimes. So what happens if the ocean dies? (laughs) And I mean, You have to consider that all of these waters are connected. Um, So my quest really became, before I even left Nordic Naturals, to try and get the company to focus a little bit more on algae-based products, Um, consider other avenues that we might want to stretch towards, not simply because of overfishing issues, but because literally the health of the oceans are, are shifting. Um, The species of algae in our oceans are also shifting and you see this in the science from even the omega-3 levels that are present in our fish. Their levels of DHA used to be higher than they are today and now the balance is starting to shift more towards EPA. These are all just microcosmic indications of the shifting health of our oceans and the changing um, species that are even present in the waters. And so I guess when you get to the root of it, I'm looking at this one big problem the one big problem of our changing climate and saying that we need other solutions. We need solutions that will draw down carbon from the atmosphere, that will nourish humanity, that will nourish our bodies and the bodies of the food that we eat too. And we can do a lot of that with algae. So that's part of the biggest solution that I I can see um, at our fingertips. Um, Algae strains, like the algae that we use at Orlo Nutrition in our products, are capable of producing omega-3s, 19 essential amino acids, so comparable in their protein profile to beef, and um, utilize only 1% of the land and water resources of other things like beef, soy, or even other algae strains. And so if we can get our technology right and we can get our growing conditions right and we can get everything kind of dialed in, we can shift how we're even building products to support a growing populace without damaging the ecosystems that we rely on, like the oceans.
0: Oh, well, we ran from really dark to some positive shifts there. <laughs> and I also wanna add that we have a very special guest. She's also uh, a past guest, she's a... Uh, past guest on a dose of positivity cat Habers, in the house and she's putting some incredible facts in here she's actually one of the people who walked across uh, America for the march for climate justice um several years back and um she has brought to our attention that the usa costs the world 1.9 trillion dollars from climate in action since 1990 1.9 trillion and so what you're saying is we can take action which is amazing Um, and uh, I'd love everybody when you get a chance to go back and listen to Kat's episode because she is amazing and a climate solutionist uh, as well as Karina. So let's talk now more about this miracle algae, this tiny little organism that was like the original organism that we actually all really came from. People say we came from apes, but really we, I think we came from algae if I'm not correct. Originally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so let's talk about this evolution and really um, it's like we're going back to the future here While when we're talking about all this. And this original tiny little organism that Mm -hmm. created earth is our really in many ways our salvation and let's 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 hear you dive a little bit more into that
1: yeah so if you want to look at what we have with algae strains algae can grow photosynthetically meaning they can harness the power of the sun right right so um you can grow algae in open ponds algae are actually responsible for more than 50 percent of the oxygen that we breathe And so really, what we're doing with Vaxa Technologies and now our consumer-facing brand, Orlo Nutrition, is harnessing that power of algae, but doing so in controlled conditions so that we're growing the strain that we want to grow for Mm -hmm. the maximum nutrition. Um, Because if you grow in an open pond, some of the things that you might actually not know, I don't know if you've read, for instance, Paul Hawkins' Regeneration, Ending the Climate Crisis in One Generation, I love this book. But I did um, find through piecing through its pages, a couple of things that I hadn't known before. Like for instance, that there's actually bacteria in our clouds that induce rain. And so one of the simple things that, that many people just don't understand, well, that bacteria also, there's algae strains that are in the clouds and those algae can infiltrate upon just when it comes in with the rain. Then you also have of course bugs that like to eat algae because algae is a great food right and then you you have to use pesticides or something to keep with the growing cycles and you're just subject to problems of seasonality like you would be with anything so looking to some technological solutions to be able to grow indoors using green energy or energy that comes from the planet in some way whether it be solar wind or geothermal Um, and doing so while feeding it CO2 to create oxygen, you're going to be able to create some carbon negative solutions and ultimately something that can in the end be a carbon negative product. And so that's the work that I'm most excited about because it's essentially taking this plant that was the first plant to create life on planet earth and moving it into this solution space. One of the things that you said a little bit earlier about these solutions that I really feel we need to be more responsive to and responsible for is the fact that so many times we see solutions coming up that don't necessarily take into account the after effects. Like I just saw um, an article come through in um, High Country Times about the fact that they're looking to do drilling um, in the deep sea to get to rare earth minerals. Or the fact that that same thing is being proposed for our um, for Greenland to actually melt permafrost to get to rare earth minerals to then feed the batteries that go into our electric cars. Right. I don't see these things as solutions. Right. It's yeah. like kicking the can down the road. And as I put it in a recent post that I put up on LinkedIn, it is like the old lady who swallowed the fly. Right. We're chasing after a problem with something that could potentially be another problem. And we're coming from an extractive perspective as opposed to one that is focused on building circular economies or regenerative solutions. And so I feel wholeheartedly like we need a complete shift in mindset at the highest level for the people in the highest levels of power in order to get to a space where we can actually heal Earth, heal ourselves and be our best. And so as I approach these things and as I look at leaders like Elon Musk or others in those very high spots, I I can see that they built themselves purely through extraction and not through building circular economies of scale and not through considering what will happen after they're no longer on this planet because they too will die. And so I just, I, I have this, this is what puts the fire in my belly each day. This is what makes me say I need a podcast called Care More, Be Better. I need to educate people on caring more about all these different things and having difficult conversations about them. And even in some cases, holding the feet of a CEO of a forward-thinking company to the fire and saying, but what about? Yes. Because if we don't address the whatabouts that are behind that first intention, we we won't solve these problems. We won't. And so that's just where my head has been at for the past couple of years. And it's one of the reasons that I am so excited to be able to commercialize the world's first carbon negative omega-3, to be able to document that and to be able to say, this gives back more than it takes, like you were saying at the commencement of this session. I mean, that's your dose of positivity. If you can create something that gives back even just a little bit more than it takes, you've done something really meaningful. Yeah, and, and, and I just want you guys all to see this.
0: Um, I love this. And, and and I know a lot of you on here have read my book, Conscious Cures, Soul Solutions for 21st Century Pandemic. It goes into exactly what Karina was just saying. And there are solutions um, that I have come up and, and, and speaking very much the same way, but it puts it in a very digestible way that people can take action um you can see it's the middle book up there and it's on amazon i would greatly appreciate it if you guys all have a look at it but it is it in, in the more we talk about it and the more we bring people together and we say things are you know up uh you know the uh what's that movie i don't know kevin you could put it in the chat we watched it the recent movie i forgot the name what's up uh, that was good with um i don't know i'm bad with that but you you kevin if you think of it put the name of the movie in there and also tell put the definition of solution and solutionist in there um and right do don't, don't look up don't, don't look up l- with matt damon don't look. don't look up with matt damon yeah very good that's a very good movie for all of us to watch as well as reading all of paul hawkins books and um following Oh, Karina, this is kind of like a station break for how do we stay positive and how do we regenerate and how do we make a difference? Well, we come out and we talk about it. We come out of the closet and we're not ashamed of it. We're proud of it. We may start a business. The whole idea of a dose of positivity is to bring us all together and say, Hey, you want to let's do, Hey, Hey, how can, Whoa, we, we can make things happen yeah. together because unity in community builds our immunity.
1: Yeah, and I would just say too, as long as you are honestly opening your eyes and looking at the problems and then looking for the inspiration, the ways you can solve them, you can remain positive. But sometimes it's like you got to tear that house down first to rebuild it. Um, That is essentially what I feel like I have done in walking away from the fish oil world. And I do feel like my work today may may serve a little bit as penance for a, a market and an industry that I helped to create. Um, I will never be regretful for anything I've done in the space of omega-3s because I've seen so much really real change happen in people's lives simply from adding them to their diet. Um, But I will say that I wish that we had come to more sustainable solutions much earlier. Absolutely.
0: Well, speaking of that, like someone mentioned here in the chat, like, are are there any down? um, I I see all the up solutions, right? For for us all doing algae, not just for our health, but getting enough nutrients for ourselves to put less of a demand on the planet. And we'll get into in a little bit on how you guys are producing this algae, but are there any downsides uh, to algae-based solutions? And I know they are also being, just one one thought too, also explaining on how, not just as a supplement to us, but also like you were talking about the atmosphere and in the rain and and, and all of that, but algae, I know a lot of people are using algaes like just to clean up the oceans, to clean up mm-hmm. the rivers. And then you have that fine line from an algae bloom where it's mm-hmm. sucking all the oxygen. Mm-hmm. So um, just get into that a little bit more. I know that was kind of a, a open-ended question there, but the upside and are there any downsides of, of algae?
1: Yeah, you know, I wanna go back to something Paul Hawkins said to me when I interviewed him for Care More Be Better last September. He said that the climate is always perfect. It is its own world. It is reacting to the situation that we've created for it. And so we don't need to solve climate. We need to reverse global warming, right? We need to reverse the damage that has been done Mm -hmm. and it will take time. Algae can be part of the solution for that, Um, and you're right that they're using it in waste treatment plants. This is actually part of the solution that will prevent out-of-control algae blooms from happening in the oceans, because one of the things that has impacted the health of our oceans is actually runoff from farms into our streams, which then ends up in our oceans. And so they get an immense level of suddenly phosphorus and nitrogen that had been used in fertilizers and farming that end up in the oceans. And then the algae there blooms out of control. And suddenly this this shift in what happened so rapidly um, deprives the area of oxygen and ultimately the fish end up dying. And washing ashore or being floating masses in the ocean. So it is a problem. But one of the solutions that is now being used by a lot of water treatment plants is to actually circumvent that water with algae that they're growing in the water treatment plant to actually rid it of these contaminants. Well contaminants, but the fertilizers really, these nutrients which we don't necessarily want to just dump into the ocean, right? Right. And so algae can be used in that way. Um, There is a company called Bloom, and this is so novel. I mean, I hope that they one day don't even have to call their company this, but they (laughs) originated from this concept of they will go and clean up algae blooms and create products with them. And so they make foam that you can put in sneakers from algae right Mm -hmm. and so you'll have nikes of the world come with a one-off shoe or something to that effect or you have all birds come out with their algae baseline there are options of actually using some of these negative pieces for good and in the long term um but ultimately creating solutions that keep the algae blooms from happening out of control is ideal Um, i did witness a very significant algae bloom when i dove um, i was on a liveaboard boat dive set for about a week and a half doing the Channel Islands. Um, So got on the ship in Ensenada and landed at Santa Barbara after the end, okay? And during this live aboard boat dive set, we were able to dive um, some of the least populated waters that you see, right, that are off the coast of California, like not too far out, but significantly out so that you don't see the imprint of humanity the same way. And we got to dive the um, oil derrick, um, an oil derrick off the coast of Santa Barbara. I, I think it was called Eureka. That particular one, like Eureka, we struck oil! Yay! Um, at any rate, um, in those, in that particular case, there was um, an orange algae bloom that was really significant. And so, if you'll imagine this, this is during the day. Um, you know, middle, like it's bright. It is a super sunny California day, right? Um, we're going into the water, and all of these sea lions are, are resting on the planks of the the oil derrick that's in the middle of the ocean, right? and because there's so much algae and it's very orange in the water you have this perception like is that oil coming up from the bottom no no it wasn't the the bottom there was more than 700 feet down so it was a very deep spot in the ocean right Mm -hmm. um but the algae bloom was so intense that as i drifted down underneath it and as these sea lions were dive bombing me because they play as you're as you're starting to descend they think it's fun they're coming really close to you and just coming all about we get not 15 feet below the water, and it already feels like a night dive. So that's how much algae was in that top layer of... I needed my flashlight, which luckily I had with me, because it was like dark as night. It felt like we were space invaders kind of swimming around this oil derrick, this otherworldly spot where brittle stars were all over the derrick along with metridians. Um, Sheep's head fish, and then of course, all the sea lions that abandoned us by the time we were about 25 feet underwater. Yeah, wow. anyway, just giving you a vision. It was a moment. That's a moment. That's kind of a scary moment
0: for the sea lions and everything.
1: <laughs> well, they
0: play it? with you. You get used to them. Uh, no,
1: not not you just having that much of an algae bloom. Um, yeah. I mean it affects all sea life and and that's the reality so it's like and you're talking in that water column and the first 15 to 30 feet is where a bulk of the life really is yeah and So so what's that doing to the life people right the input imprint of
0: humanity i love that expression you just said the imprint of humanity and each of us who are listening to this right now we need to think about what our footprint are and how it's affecting the imp- overall imprint of humanity and to think that one person at a time one bite at a time one choice at a time doesn't make a difference is is not the right thing to be thinking the thing to be thinking is to educate ourselves so we can be activated, like Corina is here, and bring these messages forward in dinner conversations in a positive light, and find those solutions, those long-term uh, things that we can do that affect a minimum of seven generations out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I may have created the word "solutionist" or "solution," but it's the Native American Indians and the Aboriginal tribes, and and the animals. Who understand how to graze and not to destroy a whole ecosystem they take just what they need right and then they move on and then they move on
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so let's get personal now with a little bit of time we have left and i want to talk about everybody's health and how of course if we're healthier we're going to have a healthier mind and we're going to want to have be part of the solution. So I wanna know like how much Omega should be, we, should we, we really require, where's the best place to get it and why, and um, what what would the world be, how would we all be different as a species on this planet if we were
1: balanced with the proper amount of Omega nu- nutrients in our bodies? Yeah, well, that's a big question. Um, what I will say is on the Omega-3 side of things, when you're in balance you tend to not do things like go where are my sunglasses while they're right there on your head
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, you'll find that your your mind just feels a little bit more sharp you might even notice a difference in your visual acuity or how sharp things look because half the fat in your brain and eyes are made up of DHA specifically you'll find that um, when you get enough EPA and it's just eicosapentaenoic acid, also an omega-3, that your blood is less prone to out-of-control clotting. It's almost like it casts a net over things, so that you're not like going to get all clogged up. Um, I, I just find that when people have been deficient for a long, long time, that they're more prone to things like depression. They're more more prone to things like having um, really poor skin, dry skin, itchy scaliness, eczema, inflammatory disorders ultimately, because all of these things um, are impacted by inflammation. And what omega-3s allow you to do is return to that homeostasis. So once you get to that balance, then a lot of those things will just resolve. Now, the reality is you want inflammation in your body, some. But most doctors will even say things like, just focus on the anti-inflammatory benefits of omega-3s because of the fact that we're so out of control on the inflammation scale, generally speaking, right? Um, And it works in our body to help us heal. So if you stub your toe, you need to send white blood cells there to help fix the problem that you've created. You might have a bruise that needs to then be broken down. I mean, inflammation exists for a reason. But returning to homeostasis returning to balance that's what cri- what is so critical for our health absolutely i love that boy that should be the first paragraph in your new book
0: <laughs> if you're gonna write a new book returning <laughs> so to I, balance. yeah like like let's, let's get rid of that inflammation and um anyway i i just um want to come back to this whole thing with algae now that we know how important omegas are we're going to think better feel better and and be better people um why should we take algaes from um uh, get our al- uh, omega-3s from algae versus other sources and you had said something earlier um and i think it's worth repeating how many fish make up the mm-hmm. amount of of uh, how many fish's lives are taken and we don't even know how many fish are left in the sea so that we can have our daily dose yeah. so would you go over that again and and make
1: let's take that home well doing the math of it we came up with a pretty simple uh, number and that's 110 pelagic fish pelagic fish are these smaller bodied fish that are mostly in in waters like the humboldt current really nutrient rich fish So you're looking at sardines and anchovies, mackerel, things along those lines. And so they migrate, they migrate with the nutrients that are in the water and they like to be in high current waters. Um, They're the food of our whales. The the humpback whales love to eat sardines and anchovies. They fill up their bellies here in the Monterey Bay and then go to Hawaii to bird their babies and have their baby moons, right? Um, So it takes roughly 110 of them to make a one month supply of a standard fish oil product. And then if you're taking a higher potency, higher concentrate, then you're actually thinking more because there's a loss in yield once you concentrate the omega-3s, EPA and DHA. So by cutting out the middle fish, it's 110 fish that aren't fished. And When you're taking Orlo Nutrition's product, it also saves 1.1 kilos of CO2 equivalent, um, which is about like driving about four miles. So going out for your daily errands to the store or whatever else, um, it's like not doing that ultimately. So what I hear you're saying, uh, not only are we saving the fish
0: um, and, and helping to regenerate the population in the oceans by eating these algae-based omega-3s, especially this oral, oral low nutrition,
1: um, which is more absorbent, right, than mm-hmm. fish or krill oil. Well, and the so- reason it is is because it, um, you have to think about these single-celled, um, they're little itty-bitty microscopic plants that color the water green when there's enough of them in it, right? Now, they don't have a lot of cellulose that they have to build or anything else, right? They do contain a lot of protein, they contain fat, other phytonutrients, including chlorophyll, even some acizanthin and other antioxidants, um, vitamins, whatnot, that are present within them. The fats that exist in them are actually in the polar lipid form. And polar lipids are more absorbable they're much more easily absorbed because they're both water and fat soluble and so when you consume them then you're not going to have that kind of fishy burp or the off-gassing that comes (laughs) from a fish oil and this is unique to the way that we're growing algae because most of the algae that's out there is just in what is called a triglyceride form or an ester form meaning it's just like fish oil and that oil will sit on top of water if you pour it into a glass versus what happens with ours ours has polar lipids including phospholipids and glycolipids so it's more like krill oil in that way but without being animal-based and also unlike krill oil it has both glycolipids and phospholipids not just phospholipids and if you know much about nutrition you know our bodies are really good at absorbing fat and sugar and phospholipids and glycolipids are basically that you know yeah
0: so, what, what, look, this is so good. I have a few more really important questions I want to ask you before our time's up, honey. But how much omega 3 is like, say you're just about like 50, 50 years old, to take average, like, what, what, do, what do you, uh, what is oral nutrition and what do you recommend for people? Like, uh, sometimes, like, with my body's been had a lot of inflammation, I would take 5,000 milligrams of fish oil a day.
1: Well, you're talking about five capsules, right? Like five, yeah. yeah. So five one-gram capsules is akin to one teaspoon of a standard fish oil or one teaspoon of cod liver oil. And in that, you're probably getting, you know, 1,200 milligrams of EPA and DHA. If it's a high concentrate, you might be getting even close to four or 5,000, right? Like five grams. grams, you might be getting five grams of EPA and DHA. Well, our product is not that potent. But because of the fact that it is actually in that polar lipid form, the absorption rates are such that you kind of don't have to worry about it, right? So two soft gels of our standard omega-3 formula gives you 250 milligrams of EPA and DHA, which is equal to 750 milligrams of a fish oil. And a high-potency fish oil, two 1-gram soft gels would give you that. And so, you know, ultimately, we're able to produce something. I have a bottle here, but it's you know they're two small soft gels i've taken one dose today i could take a second easily and i'll do that now because it doesn't hurt me at all but they're just tiny they're like you know 500 milligrams so it's a small pill not a lot to swallow and they're encapsulated also in algae and so it's an algae capsule not not made from you know anything else we decided to invest quite a bit in the actual bottle so when people if they do buy They're buying a kit um, that they shipped the first time. This is a post-consumer recycled paper box printed with algae ink, and that was part of the inspiration of doing a black and white theme because I knew I could get black algae ink to print with. At any rate, um, and then you get two one-month supplies um, and they're, these are made from recycled plastic, right? So you'd open it and fill it into the bottle that you can refill each month. The whole concept is that you're using less but we're giving you the highest quality, right? So this glass is a Muron Violet glass and you can do research on that yourselves if you want to. Um, they create really, really high quality glass products and because it's virtually black, it doesn't let visible light in. So if you look in just the edge of it, you might get a hue of blue coming through if it's under a bright light, but that's about it. And these bottles are have been shown and tested to preserve natural products better than any other packaging. And so ultimately, we just took a lot of care in creating it. And so that in the end, you're getting a more absorbable product that's going to stay fresh, that you can feel proud enough of as a bottle to just leave it on your counter and not worry about it going bad. Um, I don't put them in the fridge or anything like that. I just literally leave them on my desk or in my bathroom because visible light isn't getting through, water's not getting through. The capsules will stay just fine for the entire length I have them in there
0: super cool you guys I, that that's thank you for for sharing all of that and i i just want to kind of recap a few things here for everybody on here and address a few questions in the chat before we let you go but i of think course. everybody would agree and if you have any more questions about this but you know we, we've learned how algae can provide a regenerative health solution for both people on the planet which is really huge and and i think you know my I, I talk about it all the time, you know, from the smallest organism to the largest animal, everything has its place. And now we can see that algae's role in, in, in the survival of, uh, of the species and all the species on the planet is super, super important. So we need to have, and it's like the, I, when you think about, um, the three bears, enough too much and not enough. So, or just right. So we just have, it's that balance. How do we bring everything back into balance? And algae is, yes, one of the most hugest solutions that we can be working on. But it is, when is enough and enough? When do we give more and take less? Well, this is a time to start really, really putting some of those soul-to-soul principles into place. But if every person were to consume omega-3s on this level, we even have to think with the
1: population that's happening today, Karina. There wouldn't be enough fish in the sea if we were only going to fish for that. I mean, that's a reality too. Like if every right. person were to take 300 milligrams of EPA and DHA every single day of their lives. Yes. There's not enough fish in the sea. So that's part of why moving to a solution that is going to be sustainable for the long-term while also providing a climate solution is, is key, and that's why we're really behind photosynthetically grown algae, right? Not the stuff that's grown via fermentation, so not all algaes are created equal in this way, and that doesn't mean they're bad, it's just they take energy to grow them, you have to feed them sugars, you're growing them by fermentation, and so um, there's a lot of different ways to, to skin that cat, as they say. I hate that yeah, expression. Yeah, no, I know.
0: Well, you know, about, I think it was like in 2013, 14, I was really on the Klamath Lake Blue Green Algae, and then it got this really bad rap, and Spirulina got a bad rap, and people were like, oh, algae, you know, it's going to make you sick, and, and what they were, now, what people are starting to realize and come to, and then, and also companies like Oral, like in, in the brand that you guys have created are, are really informing people and re-educating people about this, the incredible, not only health benefits, but planetary benefits. And I want to thank you so much, uh, for reinstilling this in, in me, cause I am a new customer. But mm-hmm. when, when I also want to say to, uh, share before we close, is just a lot of times we talk about, um, you know, eco entrepreneurship and Corina, you know, she thought of everything from cradle to cradle. I like to say from the soil to the soul, from the packaging, this is her brainchild to think about this. This is a woman in business who saw this problem, who went through the whole fish industry and, and the whole mega building this very, very, very multi million dollar company because of a lot of what she did to realizing that, Hey, maybe that's not the right build brand to build so if any of you are listening to this call and you're thinking about well what cradle to cradle solution can i think of what soul to soul solution can i bring to the world you have to go to the depths of the sea you really have to go into your soul you really have to take the time to think solutions seven generations out there how is this product that i'm creating going to affect my the lineage away how can i leave a legacy with my purchasing power you don't have to create a company just you alone can go out there and make these choices one choice at a time so karina what what new nutrition innovation from algae do you think we're going to see next do you think
1: this is going to carry on and how can we take it to the next level? Well, I do believe that we're going to see a solution in the next five years that will help to replace any of the powdered protein options that you see available because we know that the algae strains that we're growing um, ultimately has 19 different essential amino acids and is comparable to uh, beef in that way. So. Given that we know this, given that we're able to extract the omega-3 now, and we're working on projects with the protein, we think that will be a next play. Um, But we're really looking for things that can add more. Like ultimately, you mentioned spirulina, we have an immunity product called Immunity Boost that is made from spirulina that we grow at the same facility. It's also carbon negative, right? We blend this with an aqueous solution of vitamin D3 and some B vitamins to bolster your immune system and give you some support. Um, and ultimately, the algae that we're growing, because we've been able to optimize its conditions, its properties are incredible. Like we're seeing results in clinical studies that you typically would only see from a drug. You know, so it's like not to compare it to drugs. I'm not trying to do that, but but just because of the fact that we're growing it in this way. And then you also have to consider things like a lot of the bad press that you see about algae or greens, it comes because people are worried about polluted waters. And we have this thing called California Proposition 65. And California Proposition 65 is a lawyer's dream and a purist's nightmare because ultimately our our planet is polluted and natural products, they grow on our planet. And so if we're sitting there and we're trying to harvest um, algae they are growing in a pond and they're exposed to environmental pollutants because we have a city nearby and it comes down in the rain into the water and now suddenly you extract this product and you've got some levels that you have to get to because it's considered a supplement and not a food. Mm-hmm and then you compare what's in that algae strain to what's in a slab of salmon that you get out of our oceans and it's like, hey, this is not a problem. The spirulina is not the problem. You're not regulating the fish off my plate, but you're regulating the supplement that promotes my health off of my hands. Otherwise I have to put like a may cause cancers warning on it. And the reason a lot of greens got that bad press is because they were growing in open ponds. We're not doing that, so we don't have the worries. But the reality is, scalability is, is it's hard. And you don't necessarily have the ability to flip on a dime like this, right? Yeah. Like, So if you've been growing algae successfully for a long time in these open ponds, and then suddenly you know, some litigator comes after you because you've violated California Proposition 65 for lead, mercury, or whatever else that just happens to be in the atmosphere, then you can be litigated out of business. And that's the reality of, you know, sometimes I think the short-sighted laws that we put into place is like, okay, yes, it's meant to protect people. It's meant to protect us from toxic products that would harm us, right? but somebody is consuming two capsules or a couple squirts of something like this and they're eating a slab of salmon that has such a high much higher level that it's it's a little ridiculous so I'll step off my soapbox now but that was my moment no 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 no
0: no. what I want to say is like you know I let you have your soapbox because I think it's really an important soapbox it's very foamy and what we need to do people is really um listen to this replay and take it all in because there's a lot of really positive outcome out of everything Karina's saying everything from taking personal responsibility for what we put in and on our bodies, mm-hmm. personal responsibility for what we that goes as far as the depths of the bottom of the sea to the atmosphere with algae in the air. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about a Chinese microorganism, the origin of life being the solution to our civilization and for all of life kind. Um, this has been a very big conversation, a super great conversation. Well, thank you and so much. I want to just say um, that i know you had offered like some people actually in the chat where can i get this and you guys so if anybody doesn't know how to use the technology you can email us but in the chat is um, Corina gave uh, everybody who's on this program uh, a 10% coupon mm-hmm. to get the, and and this isn't a sales thing. And, and somebody even put in the chat, we should have an ice cream social. Maybe we should have a green smoothie party and we should educate our communities and at the community level, start having more conversations, not just around algae, but yes, algae, but these climate solutions, these health solutions, the possibilities, the positivity that all of us bring forth every time we come to a dose of positivity and Karina if you have anything left to what you want to say in closing I know we went over today but this I could go on and on and I just want to give you an opportunity to close and anybody who wants to stay on for a little windy garden tour tour I have some cool stuff to show you so we'll go off the recording and you guys can join me and if you go ahead go ahead honey
1: Okay. So what I would invite people to do, I'd love for you guys to listen to the new podcast I launched, Nutrition Without Compromise. I um, have actually spent quite a bit of effort just bringing real good sound nutrition advice through that platform. I'm interviewing people from like the Dr. Lee who wrote Eat to Beat Disease um, on that podcast, as well as Dr. William Muma, who is the Um, He was a Nobel laureate. He actually got rewarded for his work with the IPCC along with Al Gore with the work around An Inconvenient Truth. And so, you know, he's a grandfather of proforestation, so some really great people there. This is Eat to Beat Disease. I'm doing a deep dive right now into this work and his online course. So each Thursday over the course of four Thursdays, I'm releasing podcast episodes that dive into the content of this. So, you know, you can learn along with us as opposed to having to necessarily go read the book cover to cover, though I think it's a great read too. There aren't very many medical doctors I tend to agree with as much as him. So that's why I took that under my wing. And there's already a couple of episodes out in addition to my interview with him. Um, You can also find me just by going to listen to Care More, Be Better and Donna's episode was incredible. That was last week's episode. I release every week. Um I haven't missed a Wednesday yet. So, I encourage you guys to subscribe. Um the the 10% off coupon is in addition to the the deals running on our site presently. So, um if you subscribe, you can save 25% off your first order, which isn't terrible. And um then you you know you got your omega-3s squared away for less than a dollar a day.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, you guys, everybody check the notes in the chat. Um, Like I say, we're going to go ahead out here and um, into the garden in a minute. And I want to just thank you again. Karina, this was incredible. I hope you stick around when we're off script. If anybody wants any, um, has any uh, questions, we can take it there. And um, next week's guest is also another fabulous eco-entrepreneur woman who um, in the 35 years ago, came out with the first upcycle uh, dolls. And stuffed toys to put herself through college. So we're going to be talking about the textile industry and how to regenerate uh, the world, to, not just through algae, but also through what we put on our bodies and how the fibers that we wear affect the oceans and everything. So we'll look forward to seeing you all next week. And Karina, thank you again for all the work you do and for everybody who coming came to the live show and for everybody who's listening to the replay. We appreciate all your love, your comments, your feedback. Big big love and aloha.
1: Aloha.